Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back to Investing Should Be Easy. My name is Alex and I'm your host. And my show is all about looking for a affordable, easy investment strategy that can be started off slowly. You don't need to invest a ton of money, a ton of capital into it. And we're going to look at a lot of investments through vehicles called dividend reinvestment plans where you invest directly through the company, keeps the fees lower, keeps the money out of other people's pockets, keeps the money in yours. Again, the show is called Investing Should Be Easy. We are on, come up close to episode number 20. And I uh, hope you guys are doing all right out there. And the, as we enter this beautiful fall weather down here in uh, west coast of Florida. And um, right now we're uh, on November 1st. We're going to release this, release this on November 2nd. And when we, when we re- last, last show we recorded, we talked about Johnson Controls and how looking up one stock can definitely give you information to another stock by doing the analysis and doing the grunt work. And that's what we're going to look at today is the spinoff of Johnson Controls, what we talked about last time on the show. So let's go ahead and cue the music so we can go ahead and get started. Investing should be easy. There we go. There we go. Now we go to uh, back and back again, almost like the song. So um, what we talked about last last time, we talked about Johnson Controls, and the stock symbol was JCI, John, Charlie, India, Indigo. And we saw a lot of red flags. And when we dug deep into the details, Johnson Controls, which is a um, large company manufacturer, let me get, make sure I get this right. Johnson Controls is a global company that uses uh, technology and does multi-industrial leader for uh, customers that they're looking at creating automotive parts, batteries, electronics. So they're really into like the automotive industry. And when I dug deep into the details on Johnson Controls, I found out that they actually did a spinoff. And the spinoff was a company called Adiant. And when we looked at the companies, this happens a lot in corporate America, is companies are constantly merging with other ones and then they're spinning them off because once they feel like they're too big to grow conglomerate and there's always a reaction by Wall Street, the one guy that spun off just from the research that I've done has usually fared better. So Johnson Controls once again spun off Adiant. Adiant is a leader manufacturer in seating supplies. So the seats that are actually manufactured inside automotive vehicles and automotive vehicles industry has been on a tear. And this is like one of those small sub segments that you want to look at kind of like, um, let's put it to like, if you think about like the Apple iPhone, the Apple iPhone, yeah, Apple's been a tremendous growth story. But if you look at the parts and the companies that actually help put the Apple iPhone together, their growth rates are significantly higher. If you look at, so I'll give you one example. So there's, we all know that Foxconn helps Apple with their products, which you know, you'd have to diversify overseas. You'd have to get an ADR, which is American Depository Receipt, basically a, a way to invest in a foreign stock through an American stock exchange. However, there's a, a company that trades inside the United States and they do a lot of business with not only Apple, but also Samsung, it's called Skyworks. 
If you look back at the history of Skyworks, you'll see just tremendous, tremendous growth rates. And they're the ones that help with the semiconductors, the connectivity that makes the Apple iPhone run and makes it a fantastic phone. So when you kind of start thinking about an industry that's performing very well, what are the companies that are helping those companies? And this is one of those little details that I wouldn't have picked up if I didn't had studied Johnson Controls. So again, it's called Adiant, and they're a seating supply company. They design, manufacture seats for passenger cars, commercial vehicles, trucks, vans, anything along those lines, SUVs. And they're really looking into seating and interiors because the same type of materials can, that are used on seats can be used on interior functionality as well. So really nice little niche that we found. The small market cap, just under $8 billion. So definitely in that small cap range. Um, just depend on your definition. It could be small or medium cap. But it's definitely something that's got room to grow. And just as a comparison we talked about last show was Johnson Controls was growing at a rate of, I want to say, I think they were down about 10 to 15% since the merch, since the spinoff, because they merged with something else. But when they spun off Adian, Adian was up something like 80% since the spinoff. So that's what we want to actually look at tonight is Adian's uh, control. We're going to go through our usual three-step process. And I pulled up the inventory turnover ratio just to get a, a, a sense of, is there are they selling a lot of the products? Are they getting these things off the shelves in a timely period? We're going to go through Google Finance. We're going to hit finviz.com, and then we're also going to go to the investor relations to see if we see anything there. And if you have any questions or comments about the show, anything you want to answer, go ahead and send me an email to alex.richwagon at gmail.com. That's G-E-N at the end. Or go ahead and visit the website alexrichwagon.com. So let's go ahead and jump right in and get started. And I'm on Google Finance. And so the first thing I talked about earlier was their market capitalization just under $8 billion, which means got a lot of room to grow. As a comparison, Facebook, the Apples, the Amazons of the world, hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars, upwards of like $800 billion. So this is a hundredth of the size of those companies, meaning they've got a ton of room to grow and they've got a lot of institutional ownership, meaning all the big companies do see things that we see as well. And I did mention as well at the top of the show that we like to look at companies that are part of dividend reinvestment portfolios, meaning that you invest directly with the company instead of a brokerage account, meaning more money stays in your pocket, less money theirs as a brokerage house. And these they're held on Wells Fargo Investor Services. And if you need help saying like, what are, what are those transfer services? Give me more information about those drip plans. Go ahead and visit you know, episode one or two, and I really go into detail about those items. But... Let's go into the show today. Adiant, which is ADNT, is since they did the merger or did the spinoff, my apologies, it's up almost almost 85% in a in a year. That's highly, highly impressive for a smaller company and the growth that they've been able to achieve since they got out of the bigger conglomerate of Johnson Controls. Under $8 billion market cap, they're paying a small dividend. About um, just over one, one and a half, just under one and a half percent. Looking at no price to earnings ratio, which gives us a comparison of how it's trading versus the market because it's a new company. New companies haven't established that lagging indicator. Lagging means what they do in the previous 12 months. Forward price to earnings means what they're going to do in their future 12 months. And the overall market will have a price to earnings ratio as well, which gives you a gauge 
of how well are they growing towards the market and is that growth sustainable. Institutional ownership, 97%. There's no beta. Again, these are lagging indicators. Previous 12 months, so not a whole lot of data there. But when I look at I look at their growth rate, you know, that 84%, very, very impressive, paying a very small dividend. And it looks like they have a ton of debt on their sheet, but they're using the debt to grow, which means they're using cheap debt. The right now, I want to say the lending rate is around three to four percent. So it could be a smart move as far as what their return on their investments are, because if their margins get better and their debt goes down over time, it's only going to make them more profitable over time as well. So I'm looking at their net profit margin is a negative 8.6, but that's derived because they have so much debt on their asset sheets. So I would suspect when we look at Finviz, which goes further into the fundamental analysis, which goes in the ratios, we're going to see a larger long-term debt-to-asset ratio. Not a whole lot else to look at here. We got said a high growth company, which you're at high growth, you're going to take out debt because you want to grow fast. You're willing to take on that debt. You're not a very stable company, if you will. So I'm going to go into Finviz. No red flags really and growth companies. And these are really cool companies to see when you're looking at these dividend reinvestment plans. Traditionally, when we talk about these companies, we're talking about stable companies that pay dividend. They're solid. They've been around for a long time. This company's been around a long time. They've just been hidden inside a division inside Johnson Controls. Johnson Controls company has been around since, oh, can't remember when they when they first started. Johnson Controls has been around a long time. It's a very well-known brand as far as in the automotive. I'm jumping over to Finviz, and forward price to earnings ratio looks like just a little bit above eight, which means... We didn't have a previous one, so not a really whole lot to compare it again to. That's something we usually take a look at as far as comparison tool. I do show their debt-to-equity ratio is a little higher than usual. Current ratio, surprisingly, over one. I would have figured that's there's something else. Probably have to dig further into their, their balance sheet to find out where is that debt coming from. Because when you look at the return on investments or assets, those are all things to take a look at as far as what are you returning as far as my assets and my investment? Again, since those are negative, the earnings per share is way down this year. They're expected to have stable growth over the next year and the next five years. So maybe this 84% is not going to be sustainable. It could be something that maybe gives us little, little bumps along the way. So it could be something to take a look at to add to the portfolio. And again, the margins are a little bit lower. But as the debt ratios come down and the company becomes more stable, it definitely could be something that we want to take a look at in the future. And just looking at the bottom of the page, I'm seeing some analyst recommendations that have been in the outperform area since the beginning of the year. In the, in the range of the 73.85, in the beginning of the year, they were at around 65 trading per share. So definitely got that right as far as the analysts. It looks like from a head and shoulders, it's trending. It was supposed to be trending down, but it's bullish and defeating those ratios. And what I mean, a head, head and shoulders, if you look at a stock chart over a period of time and it starts to kind of form like what would be a head and shoulders, that's what the stock analysts mean by a technical analysis head and shoulders as a trending upwards. This one was had a head and shoulders in 
March to May, and then kind of hit its down point in June to July, and then had its breakout between June and July. So wish we would have got it back then, but what can you do as far as let's discover new ideas and try to make money off it all the time? Not a whole lot of red flags as far as a growth company. We just need to see more. We need to see more data and see more length of time in order to make a substantial recommendation that could be a really solid play. So I'm going to go to our last piece here, which will be investors relations for adient.com. And they just kind of talk about their being a leader in the automotive seating with within the industry. Let's see what else we got here. They actually release their earnings tomorrow. That could be pretty interesting. I wonder how they're going to head into the quarter. I see that the stock is up a little bit during the day. This is one of those companies that we might have to just come back and revisit to find out how, if we can get some more data points, what are we seeing and how are we going to get there? I, I haven't seen any red flags because it's such a new company and the fact that they're going to be a little stable going forward, that could be a good and a bad thing. So for for Adient, which again was a spinoff of Johnson Control, which we have would have had no idea if we didn't do the investigation, do the research. I want to say this one's a pause and let's go ahead and take a look at it and maybe like two to three months once another quarter or so has gone by to see what's going on with this company. But if you are looking for a growth potential stock within the sector here of not the sector within Johnson Controls, but the sector within dividend reinvestment plans, this could definitely be one of those items where you can pick it up at what looks like maybe expensive price. But hey, if this holds on and keeps shooting up and keeps growing, this might be an easy way to get in. So let's go ahead and set for recommendation for the show. Investing should be easy. Let's go ahead and pause on this and we'll kind of come back and visit. Not every stock we're going to look at is going to be a buy or a sell or a recommendation. Last time Johnson Controls was a stay away. This one gave us more information and every time we do one of these items, we get smarter. You, me, and uh, overall perspective here is just to make, make money for everybody. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to pause on it and see what we get into next week at the top of the show. If you have any questions or comments, oh, I almost forgot. Inventory ratio. This is this is what their inventory ratio is of how much are they selling things off the shelves. In June of, of 2017 on a quarterly basis, inventory ratio was 23 compared to an average industry average of, of uh, 16. So higher than the average industry, it's on a higher growth rate. That's why they're growing so fast. These could be something to kind of really think about. Looking at a few things to see if there's anything else here that could tell me. Nope. All right. So again, let's go ahead and bump this one for now and come back and take a look at it. Again, if you're a little bit of a growth investor, maybe something to take a look at. If you have any questions or comments about the show, Go ahead and shoot me an email at alex.richwagon at gmail.com or visit the website alexrichwagon.com. You guys have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you again next episode. All right, guys. Bye. Alex Richwagon is an investment research analyst. Any of his recommendations are that of Mr. Richwagon. The information presented is the opinion of his and only his research. You should not base your investment decision based solely on his opinion. Remember, it's your money and your responsibility.